to the Brandon and Daryl Experience, or the BDE for short. I'm Brandon. And I'm Daryl. And today we're going to be talking about the different generations of, I guess, the so- social generation. How do we call that? Social generations? I um, Yeah. Uh, generational yeah, just splits? Generational differences. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> yeah, and how, uh, I guess, how we've experienced being millennials millennials zoomers whatever you want to call it exactly and yeah. the, the impact of other generations on us i think it'll be an interesting topic i know we've been gone for about uh a few months but we were taking a, a little break for the the holidays and whatnot but now we're back we're going to go into full swing of things or as much as we can so daryl i'll kick it back over to you since you do have all the definitions but uh please please break down what each of the different generations are Okay, yeah. Uh, so basically, what is like the line between millennials and uh, Gen Z, and then where exactly do we fit as zillennials or whatever? Um, basically, from what I researched, millennials sit somewhere between 1981, being born somewhere between 1981 and 1996, um, and then many of them grew up in the shadow of 9/11. Some of them even were young adults during 9/11, uh, and they grew up during like the the uh, the Bush administration, administration, not Biden, the Bush administration, the war on terror, all that jazz, um, and basically how those things really impacted them. Many of them came of age during the economic recession of 2008. So those are kind of like the defining experiences of a lot of the millennials uh, versus Gen Z. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they grew up during those time periods, but they don't really, they didn't really have an active participation in those things. Uh, and Gen Z sits somewhere between 1997 and 2012. So there's little to no memory of 9-11. Um, and essentially, like many things like the economic recession, the war on terror, those things were kind of things that were happening while they were uh, growing up, while they were children, but they didn't really absorb what was going on around them and then uh the biggest change that really impacted gen z had to do with like the evolution of technology so the advent of like the iphone the way that um we as a society became more reliant on technology the way that we've evolved um with our use of technology whether that be the way that we use our cell phones the way we use our computers um the way that we uh learn and the different types of skills that we learn that are all based in computers computer science all that jazz um so yeah now the reason why we kind of sit in the middle is because uh so i was born in 97 uh brandon you were born in 98 that is correct yeah and so uh, with that, though, technically we fit into the criteria of Gen Z, a lot of like the things that define millennials, at least for me, I felt really applied to me. And so like, I remember a lot of different things. I remember 9-11 happening. Granted, I was really young. I was four, but I do remember it happening. I remember, uh, the stuff going on with the war on terror. I remember in elementary school, there were times where, uh, one kid in my class, he had a parent who was, uh, overseas and we Skyped with it. We Skyped with him uh, while he was in the military. And it's just things like that that really, like, colored what was going on at the time. Um, for me personally, I guess, Brandon, I'll hand it off to you. What exactly was your experience with the, with those things? Uh, for me, my memory is that of a goldfish. <laughs> so either 9-11 happened um, and I just don't remember or 9-11 never happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, and no. everyone's that's... around me has just I, I'm self-delusional I guess that's what happened but, but that's essentially <laughs> my memory of those that type of event the things that I really stand out to me in terms of being a, a zillennial would be like again like what you were saying the technological advances so having grown up still mm. being around in the era where we had pay phones like I remember yeah, exactly. I, grew up in, I, I grew up as a Y kid so like I, I went to the YMCA mm-hmm. I was in their daycare system and I remember vividly going up to like the second floor in their checkout um, like there's the checkout desks um, and then there'd be like payphones against lined up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also remember like we we'd be watching movies in in daycare as well on VHS. Exactly. And then yep. like CDs were still coming about, but like so like we were in the middle of everything, starting the transition to these more modern technologies. So we had DVDs, and uh, you know I'm not going to say who did it, but maybe there's a certain family member in my uh, family who might have been burning. CDs from <laughs> Blockbuster, another yep. Zillennial thing. Uh, so we'd get, we'd rent out all these movies on Blockbuster, take them home, and I'd be the kid who rewatch all those movies over and over again. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Hey, so and so, redacted." <laughs> yes. um, I really like this movie, and they'd be like, "Okay," and then they'd burn the, the movie for me. <laughs> and um, then you know we have a whole collection, you know, almost like a library of movies in like a, a binder case. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, we we still had what we had uh what do they call we had cassette tapes as well so like in your cars we still had cassette players as opposed mm-hmm. to DVD players or CD players um yeah it's just like all those little things where it's like things they weren't obsolete just yet but they were starting to or even just with cell phones like how drastically cell phones have changed and just uh, exactly what is it I would say. I feel like there's a three-year time span where cell phones just dramatically evolved from yeah. like, like not even just like a Nokia to this to that. It's like no, we went from flip phones to blueberries, and now oh my god, not blueberries, <laughs> not blueberries. <laughs> blackberries, blackberries. <laughs> I think I just lost my card. I lost my millennial card. I am now just <laughs> yes. We were all talking I'm about Gen blueberries. That was that was our thing. Yep. <laughs> from to blackberries to to the iphone like you know like but the iphone touch you know yeah uh, or i should say i it was ipod touch which then evolved, evolved to the, to the iPhone. iPhone. yeah exactly exactly yeah no i definitely same here i mean like uh we also had a family member who was doing those things um redacted anyway uh and <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's interesting because like i remember there was one time where uh when i was really young i oh i don't know it was for my birthday I don't remember wh- um, how old I was. However, I did receive a, um, uh, oh gosh, why am I forgetting the name of it? A VCR for uh, my birthday. And I was super fucking excited. Like I went and I hooked it up in my room and I was like ready to go. I was playing all these different uh, VHS tapes. Um, my dad used to uh, have various like VHS tapes that he had like recorded. So like, for example, I had like a VHS tape of like Shrek and Monsters, Inc. And like a whole bunch of different things like that. And so, like, I would always, like, watch those things, and, like, that was kind of a big part of, like, how, because I'm a big movie person, shocker, and so, like, that's kind of how I, that kind of started that love of, of film in the first place, and um, and then even later on when we're talking about, like, the evolution of cell phones, I remember when I was younger, I really wanted a cell phone, I remember when everyone was, uh, had, like, the, uh, the Razor, the Motorola Razor, and then that upgraded to uh, a BlackBerry or even like a phone from Windows Mobile. Like the, um, they were basically like Blackberries, but it was specifically a Windows Mobile device. So the idea was that it was like a pocket computer, um, as opposed to BlackBerry, where it was, where it was its own like OS. 
And then it goes from that to the iPhone where everything's touchscreen. And even like my own personal evolution in cell phones, like I had a Nokia 6126, which was a flip phone. And then I went from that to having a Samsung touchscreen. I think it was, it used to be called like a messaging phone where it wasn't a smartphone, but it was specifically made so that like texting and like using like different types of things with a keyboard was like uh, much easier. Mine was all touchscreen, but a lot of people had like things like the Envy where like it flipped open or like the, um, uh, like various types of like slider phones. One that was like a slider both up to for the dial pad and then like sideways for the keyboard, like stuff like that. And those became really popular and various manufacturers, like mine was a Samsung, but like there was like Samsung, LG, uh, uh, Motorola. Like there were so many different brands who were doing these things. Pantech, if you remember them. And uh, then later after that, I upgraded to a smartphone. I had my first smartphone was an HTC uh, Inspire 4G. So this was like the beginning of 4G technology. It was using HSPA Plus, if you know what that is, which was kind of like a step down below LTE. And um, that was my first smartphone. And I went from that to another HTC to an LG to I've had a lot of phones in my life, but now I have an iPhone. And so, like, just seeing the way that technology has just changed over time. And I also had an iPod Touch at one point, too, while I had the Samsung touchscreen phone. And the touch was like, was like, oh, well, I want a phone that combines the two. And so it's it's funny how those things have changed over time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like. I don't know. I, I think that, like, that has really colored my experience as well as far as, like, growing up and stuff. And, like, even with that, like, I still remember dial-up. I still remember having, like, an old oh computer God. that made all those uh, <laughs> god-awful AOL sounds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Something nostalgic about it, though, I don't know why, where you just, like, you hear and you're like, it's annoying, but also soothing. Well, yeah, when where you hear... Just, like, Windows startup. Yeah, exactly. Like the the just the various sounds that were kind of ingrained from technology is just it's funny because it's like it's that it's the like you can even go back to like video game consoles like the PS2 sound or like the GameCube sound like various things like that. Um, Even like PS1. Oh, (laughs) oh my goodness! It's and it's funny though too. You you bring these up. And like they're so iconic to the point where the the later portion of Gen Z, or at least um, I guess they're Gen, they want to be Alpha, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The the more like the people that we always make fun of, you know, like so there's Zillennials, right? Which I I assume that role of calling myself a Zillennial. Yeah. Um. So I'm attributing like actual Gen Z or the later portion of Gen Z to this, where they they've been making memes from the things we grew up with. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, like, the GameCube one was a huge, like, meme where they'd be, like, and then, like, it, like, transitioned to something else, like, whatever funny thing. Yeah. I mean, I think we've been doing that with, or I feel like it's it's a it's a Gen Z thing, but, like, I'm sure, like, the later portion of Gen Z is just, like, what's that? Or, like, maybe that's my perception. And maybe that's what we should be talking about, too, just, like, our, our perceptions of the, the generations that we are sandwiched between. Yeah. So, like, what, like, I guess what millennials are like versus what gen z's like well i think that that's what's interesting is that as i've gotten older um i feel like that difference the difference is very obvious but i feel like it's almost not so i'm so i'm kind of in a weird position because so i have two siblings i have um a sister who's five years older than me and i have a sister who's three years younger than me so uh technically i'm literally sandwiched right in between the two generations um and like i i feel like 
though a lot of like my various experiences like with like music media that really defines millennials have been informed by my older sister it's not like i can't relate to my younger sister like a lot of the media that me and my younger sister like are kind of on the same page versus there's some media that me and my older sister don't like don't really mesh on but like it's 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 interesting because it's like um i feel like as i've gotten older like those differences have been closing more and more and like i feel like i haven't really been necessarily out of touch in terms of like what one generation views as valuable versus what another generation views as valuable you know what i mean yeah i I guess that is do you think that's because we're sandwiched in between them that we don't notice a difference and like maybe if you were to ask your older sister like hey do you feel less i don't even say less connected but like do you see a difference between you know your younger sister yeah, I mean, I think that she definitely does, for sure, because I think that, like, one major difference is, like, uh, we it has to be brought up because it's very much, like, a Gen Z thing, but, like, TikTok, where, uh, like, okay, yeah. a lot of people, like, granted, a lot of people from different generations are using TikTok. My mom's using TikTok, TikTok and she's a baby boomer. <laughs> um, but uh, when it comes to, like, my older sister, as far as I know, she really doesn't go on TikTok at all. And any TikToks that she's seen have been shared to her by either me or my younger sister or uh, <laughs> uh, or my mom. Like, like, she doesn't really, she's not really in there like that. But what I think is really interesting is that, like, me and my sister, me and my older sister, like, when we talk about things like Harry Potter, both me and her are Harry Potter fans. Younger sister, not so much. <laughs> she she quite hates it. And so, like, um, I think it's just interesting uh, seeing how it's, like, how, I don't know. I, I just think it's, like, I think it is kind of because they're being sandwiched in between, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's really hard to kind of define. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I completely get that. I mean, I think for me it's a little bit easier for me to notice a difference because like my younger brother mm-hmm. um, being born in 2007, which also I think is a huge, like maybe that's just a me thing. But when you, you bring up that difference, you hear that like number and you're like, yeah, born that's, in yeah, 2007? that's weird. It does sound Ew. weird. Like I can't really talk. Cause like 98, 97, I feel like we don't really have room to be like, Oh, well, we're nineties babies. It's like, yeah, yeah true. I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Like we were, I think we like to say we're like, oh yeah, we're '90s babies, but really we grew up in the 2000s. Like, well, I think part, all, like, I, I think yeah. part of it is that like we just remember. At least I remember 2007. I was 10, 10. Oh yeah, and no, we I were remember fully like, forms like yeah, like like it's very vivid. Children. Like like I feel like 2000, 2007 was only like maybe five years ago, and it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was very uh, much not. Yeah. And no, so it's, like, it's yeah. funny. like even like hearing like numbers like 2013, 2014, you're like, oh, yeah, that was like, I don't know, at most five years ago. And it's like, no, that's coming almost 10 years ago. Exactly. Like, give it give it two more years. It's 10 years ago. And you're like, that's not no, no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And like, I definitely I think the first time that like really hit me as far as like different years and like the way it sounds was when I graduated from high school because uh, so I graduated in 2015. My younger sister, uh, born in 2000, uh, she was entering her freshman year. And so when I graduated, I thought about it and I was like, you know what's interesting? Um, granted, I wasn't the last class, but two more classes after me. And any kid who is in high school is going to be born in the 2000s. And I don't know why, but something about that was like really weird to me. And I thought about it a lot. And I don't know... Like, and this was at the time, I think like by the time I was like 
by the time I graduated college, honestly, I stopped thinking about it entirely. But it's really interesting thinking about, like, how, like, I hear someone w- is, like, 18, 19, 20, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, all right, like, they're they're adults, they're not really, like, but they're still young or whatever, like, I feel, I feel like I'm not that far off from them, but I think about it, I'm like, wait, but that's, like, a whole, like, five-year difference for me, or five-year plus difference, and then on top of that, like, I think about, like, oh, this person is, like, that old, but they were born in 2004, and it's, like, that just, that just sounds weird. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. It just sounds weird. Holy- even to put this simply, and this is going to, okay, this is a hard transition, <laughs> and maybe we can, maybe we'll cut this out or not. Yeah. Okay, um, Sandy Hook, 2012. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Wait, oh, wait, God. Wait. Hear me out. <laughs> I saw a TikTok. <laughs> okay. In which there was a girl, this is really traumatic, but there was a girl there, and her TikTok was basically saying how she's how she still is dealing with it like she was there she was one of the students sandy hook was a kindergarten place so this four to five year old mm-hmm. in, you know back in 2012 yep oh now it's 10 years later so they're 14 and 15 yeah it sounds and so weird to me it's like yeah and to me it's just like i remember being in 2012 I don't know when it happened. So, like, whether it's fall, summer, regardless, I'm either in, we're either, for me at least, I'm either starting high school or I'm at the tail end of eighth grade. And so, for me, again, we're pretty far along now. So, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, what, 13? Yeah. 13, 14? And so, for now, this person to have gone through Sandy Hook and now be the same age I was when that first happened. Yeah, it's... It's, it's weird. It's strange. Because I remember when Sandy Hook happened. I was 15. And the only reason why I remember it so vividly is because I remember seeing that it happened and then having to go to school for a band concert. <laughs> They're like, all right, guys. So we just heard that a bunch of four-year-olds got shot up. Um, You can go to school now. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, I mean, not. I mean, obviously, there's not a correlation. It's mm-hmm. not like every school is going to be shot up. But I mean, True, considering but that we're in America and we're like the the number one country to get to have school shootings. Uh... Yeah, exactly. And like, I think I think it's just I think it was a combination of like that and then at the time, like it just felt so weird because, uh, granted, I think that like that was the same year you said it was 2012, right? That was the same year as Aurora. It was 2012, yeah. That was the same year as Aurora, the movie theater shooting. What's oh oh yeah, the yeah. Ba- was that Batman? Batman, Dark Knight. Uh, yep. Uh, Dark Knight wow. Rises, yeah, yeah, and so like it was the same year, so it was like it, I think it just I think we were at a point where now it feels like it's very normal, which is uh, fucked up. But like at the time, it was just so like shocking. I think we were still in like a state of shock about like the idea that someone would go into a public public place to shoot it up. But I digress. So like, I, I think it's really interesting though because at the time like. I wouldn't have thought that like a child during that during that point in time would be like would be like fifteen when I'm like twelve. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm probably like rambling, yeah. but it's like it's it's a weird thing to think about because ten years I feel like went by so quick that when when yeah. you put it into those into those uh like um I guess parameters like, or into like those terms those historical it, events yeah it's just so it like... just seems so strange it's 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 odd. Because I even think about like the fact that like 2012, like uh, sophomore in high school, I still remember it pretty vividly. Like doing whatever, I was still obsessing about the Oscars because 
of course I am. Like I'm the, glad nothing's changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and like it's interesting because like because it was ten years ago. But I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. I don't. I don't. I just don't really know how exactly to no, describe I, I how weird it is. I I don't know if it's just. So maybe this is a, another zillennial thing, or at least something with the more modern generations. Because like I don't think Gen X or like baby boomers ever felt this. You know, like you know this sense of like. They, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I know our parents always are like, "Oh yeah, time's gonna fly by," mm-hmm. and like, at, so make sure to make the most of it. So you always hear that like that trope or that like saying. But I don't think I'm not sure if they. I don't, maybe I've, it's because we never asked. I've never asked my parents. Like, did you ever feel like? like weird or like i don't want to say disgusted <laughs> when you <laughs> when you see these people that were like so that seems so much younger than you almost catch up to you mm-hmm. or is this just a me thing like is it just like am i just being weirded out for no reason <laughs> yeah um i don't know i think it's but it could also just be our our connectivity now uh to to bring it back to something that's kind of defined us with social media like gen gen y millennials Mm-hmm. Their, their social media was the form of AOL chat rooms where yeah. you just where you just type to random people on the internet or maybe your friends down the street we, where you just uh, we love aim we stay on aim yeah <laughs> and now it's it's uh turned into this worldwide interconnected uh social like actual social media platform where people mm-hmm. actually have voices and what they see matters it, to some degree just because like I think if you see one person saying it, at least someone with a lot of, <laughs> I hate to use this word, influence, then it's going to make an impact on someone. Like, yeah. even to minor degrees, like, even if you don't have a voice, per se, like, um, as long as you have a platform, I think you can start making differences and whatnot. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And, like, I think that we generally speaking have just become so like because of social media we become so much more aware about of everything that's going on in the world because we're so much more connected um and i think that that's really like changed the game as far as like gen z is concerned i think that millennials also are like i think that millennials are still young enough to experience that but it's more the younger millennials like um well obviously it's based on that uh that parameter there are still plenty of millennials who are still in their 20s right and so like I think that that uh, the fact that social media really grew for millennials because it really is like specifically Facebook is is very much a millennial social media thing, right? Because Mark Zuckerberg, classic millennial, created at Harvard, all that all that jazz, and so like I think that it, it really has just changed everything for those generations, and I think that in some ways the generational gap has become widened but also has become smaller i don't know how to describe it but like i think that like when we talk about millennials i think that they have been more able to navigate like being able to live without social media and with it like there's kind of like a balance versus i think that gen z because they've grown up with social media so much like um i can say that's one place where i kind of relate to to gen z a little bit more is that like i don't watch basic television that often usually if i'm watching tv i'm watching youtube videos I just like find creators that I that I like watching and then just watch those. Now, granted, I'm not watching like fucking David Dobrik and all that other bullshit, but I watch. But like a lot of the media, a lot of hate from this. Yeah, I know. 
But a lot of the media I watch is like David Dobrik. <laughs> but a lot of the media I watch is like a lot of video essays about like pop culture, um, society stuff, like um, media, of course, and like I just watch a whole bunch of different things like that about those things. I don't really watch like prank videos where it's like, oh, let's see what happens if I tell my mom to go fuck herself. Like I don't like I don't watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like stupid games win stupid prizes exactly like i don't i don't engage in that so yeah yeah um i it's just interesting too because you at least from what you'll hear from older generations or at least from what i hear it's just like there's that also misunderstanding because um i'm not sure if you watch them but like live streams or anything like that like twitch like the upcoming of twitch and like people watching other people almost do like actual reality tv to a certain extent where it's not like fabricated to a certain i mean it might be fabricated to a certain extent but there's some people who just literally turn on their cameras they mm-hmm. go on twitch and they have i think it's called like um it's almost like a fireside chat i guess <laughs> where you're literally just attending your chat room and you're just like talking to the people in your chat yeah and so people have streams about that and people enjoy it because it's almost like we now find comfort or I shouldn't say we as in, you know, you and I, but like there's some people who find comfort in just knowing that there's someone there that might give them an ounce of an attention. Like, oh, they read my chat, like message to them, or they they are acknowledging me as a person. So like so for some, I think it's it's like quite impactful in that way. But then also there's that misunderstanding as well, because then there's the older generations who just know Twitch about people streaming video games and mm-hmm. they just play video games. Like, why would you? And I know my, even my dad says this, like, he'll be just like, why are you watching someone else play a video game? And like, for me, it's just like, Oh, I don't know. Cause it's entertaining. But then at the same time, I start thinking about it more. And I've made, I've heard this like connection before. Where it's like, well, why do you watch cooking shows? Why do you watch someone play sports? Why do you watch like anyone else do something that you could technically do? There's something like entertaining to watch someone who has a little bit more proficiency than you do that thing or at least have some type of more experience or knowledge in that area and sometimes you get get more out of it because then you're like you start learning about the thing and you start i don't know there's this yeah yeah no i'm rambling now too (laughs) yeah no i mean like this is this it's not really like a, a topic where it's like there is a specific take that we need to get to or a specific like answer to a question it's kind of just pondering like what exactly does it mean to be a zillennial what exactly does it mean to like kind of sit in between generations in this way and i think that like for me it just ultimately comes down to like the fact that like i just feel like i fit in both like there are things about millennials that i relate to and things about gen z i relate to of course i wasn't trying to get a job during the economic recession but i also wasn't like unaware of the economic recession you know what i mean like i wasn't like i i wasn't like just like oh Oh what? There's things going on? No. Like I like I knew that there was something going on. <laughs> and I don't so, think like, I did. I think I was still really? in that, that state of nebulous where I'm just like, I'm living my best life. <laughs> and it's great to be a kid. Because what's <laughs> two thousand eight? I'm ten. I'm a whole ten years old. Yep. I don't I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I think I only really knew about it because my proxi well not proximity. Uh because like uh my dad had talked about like how some people he knew were impacted. And, um, also at that time, 2008, I was 11 and like, I was watching the news every now and then it was around the time of the election. So a lot of like political you stuff. The news? Was... Uh, yeah, because so like my school, uh, they did talk a lot about like the election that was going on. It was a really big deal 
at the time for uh, me and my family and a lot of other people that like we might we at the time potentially could get a black president. You know, I think and that was so, the only thing that stuck with me. And so, mm-hmm. like, I just watched election night as the votes were coming in. And, like, I think that was about it. And I was like, yeah, we got a black president. And, yeah. you know, that's my, that's my whole take as a 10-year-old. Well, yeah, see, I, I remember uh, when uh, I was at school one time. I believe I was in middle school. Yeah, I was in middle school. And uh, we did, like, a mock election thing where we had to vote for either Obama or uh, McCain. Right? It was McCain. And it was McCain. Yeah. But also, this is very interesting that a school did yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't even know. And, like, it was funny because some people it had... It seems like they, they were trying to set you up with something. Well, some people had they're some... like, all right, let's see how these kids are aligned. Let's see if their parents, which way they're leaning towards. Well, so it's we know funny to, because... <laughs> where we can get funding from. <laughs> like, what? Well, see, it's funny because I thought the funniest part of it was that... Uh, so someone had, like, a hot take that they gave about McCain. As a 10-year-old? <laughs> yeah, no, but this is what was funny about it, is that this is a take that people would actually say today specifically about our current administration because basically she was like I- i'm voting for obama because mccain could just like drop dead he's so old and i was like but then you look at the way that people talk about biden now and it's like you know was she on to something <laughs> <laughs> she was ahead of the game um that's that's too funny uh, well you know what that also never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a weird it's a weird tangent and like um, we're not gonna get too far into politics because oh, oh boy. But I mean, like, I, I just think it's <laughs> no. Great. Let's open that can of worms. Uh, oh God, no! Zillennial po- polit- political talking point. <laughs> oh God, no. But I, no. I, I'm not ready for people to be all like, just like I, I don't want this. <laughs> but uh, but I do think it's just really interesting because like I was aware of those things that were going on at the time, and I think a lot of. Like, the political landscape did play a role in what was going on, like, for a lot of, specifically millennials, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I I was aware of what was going on, and I was kind of, like, understanding it. I didn't actually understand the full extent of it. Even now, I don't really understand the full extent of it. I don't, like, the the details of it are, like, I'm not an economist, I'm not, I'm not a stockbroker, I just, it just doesn't, it's... It sounds like money laundering, and I just don't get it. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like it, it's interesting because like I was aware of it. You know what I mean? And so like it feels weird to be like there are these things that literally people in Gen Z just do not know about or weren't aware of at the time. And like me, like I feel like a lot of the things that people bring up about millennials, like knowing this and knowing that and X Y Z, like. I did know those things. Like, those things really did inform my childhood. So, like, I don't really know exactly to do with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a good point to bring up, I want to ask you, Daryl, is how do you think the older generations have affected us? Uh, to go as far back as baby boomers, Gen X, uh, whether that be your parents or just, like, uh, the adults around your life are just the people that you've just noticed, like the old man walking down the street, just like, have they played, do you think they've had an effect on like Zillennials or Gen Z? Um, I mean, I know they have, like, that's a stupid mm-hmm. question to be like, did they have any effect? Like, of course they've had some effects, but like, what are the effects that you've noticed um, on you particularly? That's a hard question. That's a really hard question because I think that, I think that generally speaking, um, 
Well, in terms of, like, the way that, I guess, we look at the world, I think it's very different amongst millennials and Gen Z. But I don't know how much of that is because, or not millennials and Gen Z, but, like, millennials and Gen Z versus, like, baby boomers. But I don't know how much of that is because we're just young and how much of that is because because of that generational gap. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so basically, are we not jaded yet? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I do think that, like, that as we get older we do become more jaded and more like well that's just how the world the way the world works but i think that that's something that's really interesting about gen z specifically because even millennials i don't really know if they have ever been fully on that same wavelength the same way that gen z i feel like is however that's not to say that that millennials aren't that way at all i just i, I don't know i just feel like this is more of like a gen z thing to say but like i feel like gen z is so much more interested in like changing everything the world changing the world, changing the way that we that we view different types of issues and stuff like that. And like and I think that they're very optimistic. Well, optimistic and pessimistic <laughs> at the same time because I think that there is a certain level of like of like and I say pes- pessimistic because there is a certain level of like well, this is like really ridiculous and exhausting and semi-toxic and whatever. Like stuff that's going on in the world. <laughs> hence all the suicidal jokes are just like yeah kill me <laughs> like, yeah a lot of like a lot of like mentality. i just want to die like a lot of that that stuff yeah. um even though like i know that they're not being serious but like of course like that's another thing they'll take like things like that very seriously like about like like suicide prevention and like mental health and things like that and i feel like those are very gen z things to talk about and like i think that generally speaking like the way that we become more open about those different issues has been like a net positive, but I do think it's very interesting, like seeing how when I when I talk to baby boomers about like those various issues, like there are some that that like they're definitely on the same page, like oh yeah, I love how like optimistic they are and how they want to change X Y Z, blah blah blah. But then there's also like the certain level of like like for example, when we talk about like things like the uh, like working right, like getting jobs and things like that. Like there is a certain level of like okay, well this is just how it works, so you need to deal with it. And then a lot of, like, Gen Z and even millennials will be like, well, that's not how it should work. We should change it. You know what I mean? And, like, there's a major yeah. divide there. Because I remember, like, there was one time where I was talking to my dad about how people, the whole, like, idea of, like, the great resignation. Like, what's been going on recently with, like, people not really having jobs. Now we've seen, like, uh, employee shortages and things like that. Like, he, he kind of has, like, a point of view of, like, oh, well, the, what are exactly these people doing if they're just not working? You know what I mean? Like, what exactly is there there and like i kind of look at it as just like i mean there are people who probably just don't feel valued in their positions and they just don't want to stick with it and so they're just moving on which is fully their option their choice or whatever and so like i think it's very interesting there's probably more nuance to 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 his point of view that i just don't really that i just don't really have offhand i'm kind of just talking right off the cuff but like it's interesting seeing like that kind of divide where it's like where it's like oh, people are lazy, and then other people will be like, they're not lazy, they just understand that they have a certain amount of value that they're not seeing being, like, th- that their values are not being, like, met by a certain company or by a certain, like, employer or whatever. And I think that's that's a very interesting thing to, like, kind of delve into as far as, like, the way that these two generations see the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that actually brings up two things in my head. So I'm going to start off with one before I get up to the other one. But I'm going to say both so I don't forget so that you can hold me accountable. Mm. (laughs) So the first being is that I feel like there's that discrepancy between the different generations in that regard because, again, that wealth of knowledge that we have now because of the internet. So, Mm -hmm. like, um, 
I think Gen Z or even millennials, but I think more so Gen Z has this, I don't want to say like, what's the word I'm looking for? But like this, this know-it-all attitude and to a certain degree, because we have the internet at our fingertips. So it's almost like we can easily like access all these different things. So like, I know a lot of people probably now have TikTok feeds about like little life hacks or shortcuts Mm -hmm. in terms of things. So whether that be like, um, economic tips about like you know financing or whatnot or like political related content or stuff like that so now this younger generation is now having a wealth of knowledge at their fingertips to now access um and so now they're like okay so we have all these things now we have tools to start thinking and brainstorming about how we can solve these issues and how we can and why we view the things we view so like um they're viewing the the great um I was going to say recession, the great uh, yeah. resignation as a, th- as a way to like stand up and to value yourselves. And it's because of X, Y, and Z reasons that they've seen. Um, however, that other generation, the older generation, <clears throat> whether that be Gen X, maybe boomers, whoever, um, they have more so like the life experience to then back it up and be like, that's not how the world works. Exactly. And so I think there's that, like that butting of heads there. And it's not to say that one is more right than the other, but it's like coming from two different, aspects and that which also brings up another point which is like i don't think the older generation is willing to learn the same way that gen z does like even with my mom it's not even like the littlest it's like it's just even the littlest things like um it's not like she's technologically inept by any means but there's some things that like she's trying she tries to do and then she'll just automatically go to me and ask like how to do it yep and be like all right so you know how to do this teach me and in my head, I just go, why don't you just Google it? <laughs> like, and it's not like trying to be smart or anything. That's just yeah. my mentality where it's like, if I ever had a problem, I would Google it to try and solve it on my own. And then I'd do it. But yeah. for her, she's like, well, I learned best by you teaching me as opposed to like self-teaching. And it's just like, I find that very interesting as well. And so like that applies to other people that maybe not even who aren't even in that category because like my mom's willing to learn. But for maybe other like older people, I feel like they come to a point where they're just like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to learn. I don't. They have that mentality of like old dogs can't learn new tricks kind of thing where it's like, I don't think that's true. I think if as long as you apply yourselves, you can learn anything as long as you want to learn it. And I think there's a little laziness in that aspect, too, which I find ironic because they're like, you're lazy. You're a bunch of the younger generation's lazy. It's like, OK, teach yourself by looking up on Google. Oh wait, you don't even know how to get to Google. Ha. <laughs> but um but yeah, um which then brought me this is a hard transition, but it's to bring up my other point as well. Unless you want to respond to that by any means. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I definitely agree with that. Like I think that um that definitely applies for a lot of older generations because I've also seen like various videos and even from my own personal experience when I was like working in um uh a like hourly job prior um that like a lot of older people aren't really fully willing to learn because i feel like there is a certain level of like of like oh well i already know this or oh like who are you to be teaching me xyz and like it's not to say that that they're like that they're just completely unwilling to learn anything but there have been like various like 
videos I've seen of people talking about their experiences of being like supervisors, for example. And a lot of like, like at my old job, a lot of uh, the supervisors were like in their 20s, like mid to late 20s. And they'll hire like uh, older people, let's say people who are like retired or whatever. And for whatever reason, there is almost like this disconnect where it's like the person's trying to teach them. But then there is almost like this level of like that older people have like this weird like superiority. I don't want to say a super, I guess a superiority complex where it's like, oh, well, I'm older than you. So like, who are you to be teaching me X, Y, Z? Like, mm-hmm. like I know more than you because I'm older, because I've had more life experience. And it, it's it's interesting because it's like, that's not to say that all people are like that, but there are a lot of people who are like that. And it's it's interesting seeing how like how uh, how it's like okay well if you don't know this thing like because what's interesting is that like I as I grew up like one thing that my parents have always told me is like if you have questions ask questions if you if you don't know something be upfront about it so that way you can learn whatever whatever and I think it's interesting because I see older there are older people who are significantly older than me like 30, 40 years my senior who literally just do not abide by that. If so, if they have if they have a problem, and someone tries to help them, especially that person's younger than them, they'll be like, "Go away! I know this." Blah blah blah. And it's like, ah, <laughs> it's odd. Yeah, I think it it's definitely the generation of great, uh, great hypocrisy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, or something along the lines. Yeah, this of that, is, yeah, this is like, exactly yeah. And it's, it's just like, but why would you why would you say it then? Or right, like, how do you have such good advice? Or not even, you know what I mean. But you have mm-hmm. good advice, but you won't even listen to it. Exactly. It's like... <laughs> because I'm old and decrepit, and I can't... <laughs> it's, it's impossible for me to do anything differently. I'm past my prime, and I refuse to change. It's like, well, what the... What that's do I have to look that, forward to that's that? That's that works. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. So, yeah, you could yeah. continue with your other point, though. Because, like, I, my, yeah, that's other, pretty much everything I had, as far as that. My concerned. other question would be... Where do you think future generations go from here? Like, if Gen Z is so, I don't want to use the word progressive, mm-hmm. but I think it's the only word to use to describe what is happening. If Gen Z is already this forward-thinking, or I don't want to say radical because it's it's not radical. It's literally just. Or at least in my mind, it's just something, it's the next step in what we should be doing societally. Um, but like, where do you think we go from here? Like, if we're already this, I, we're not far ahead, but like I'm saying, like, do you think we get more optimistic moving forward? Do you think there's going to be a reversion where we're like, there's going to be a, like a halt at some point where it's just like, oh, we can only go so far. Like, what, what do you... Where do you think we'd look from here? Like, is there is it more optimistic in the future based on how we are already currently presenting, or do you think there's going to be some something that's going to stop us from moving that direction? Well, that's also a tough question because I think that like when I think about Gen Z, I think the thing about about them generally speaking is that they're very optimistic now, but I don't know if the, if that's been like a cycle where like for example baby boomers were super optimistic in their time and then over time that just kind of faded away and like I don't know if there is like something else that because I think about like the fact that because because Gen Z is so young still generally speaking um oh, yeah. there isn't really much in terms of like of like like political power like having some sort of say in like major things that they have right. And so they look to 
other people, other people from other generations, to really be that, like, beacon for them right now. And that's not to say that in the future they can't, like, they can't start to gain that power or whatever. But, like, I also think about the fact that, like, different ideas of, like, because, and this is kind of extreme, but, like, I think it's really interesting that, like, there are a lot of um, people in Gen Z who are, like, is communism really that bad? I'm not trying to get into the, the ethics of communism. But I'm just saying that, like, there is, like, this basic idea of, like, of, like, why does everything have to be commodified? That I feel like it's very um, prevalent across many people who are in Gen Z. And I think it's very interesting that those things have become more mainstream, more, those conversations have become more mainstream because of that generation. And so I don't know if that means that in the future those ideas are going to change or if in the future they're really going to try and enact some more ideas. Well, I think we might see it just because, again, Gen Z is not only a generation of people who are outspoken, but they are actually ones who put plans into action. And again, because there's a lot of online stuff, there's a lot of movements you can do, there's a lot of uh, petitions are signed, there's group organizations where people can be like, hey, we're going to meet up at this time, this date to go do X, Y, or Z thing. It's So I think in the it's because of these new um, devices per se that we have at the, at our utility or at our side for um, to implement these ideas. I think we're going to see a lot more. I mean, we've already seen a lot in the past, even the past two years because of uh, (laughs) Miss Rona. (laughs) True. Uh, And all the activities that have been happening about. So I don't know. I, I personally, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to fare out. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm, not, I'm no oracle. I can't see the future and how things are going to play out. But I definitely do have an inkling that this won't be, this isn't the only time Gen Z is going to be outspoken and enact their ideas. Um, whether that be for the best or for the worst, uh, I mean, that's time will only tell. We, we shall see. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the exact same way. And like, I think that the fact that there are so many more people who are so much more politically active. And I do think that like a lot of that stemmed from uh, a certain event that happened in 2016. Um, The fact that so many more people, whatever do you mean? (laughs) If you know, you know, if you know, you know, Oh man, I guess I don't know. (laughs) I guess we're reverting back to 2008, Brandon. Oh no. (laughs) I'm 10 years old again. I know nothing. I'm ignorant to the world and all around me. Oh my gosh. Oh my Hey, gosh. but I heard there's a new video game coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ignorance is bliss. No, I... Uh, it really is. But yeah, like, I think that, generally speaking, like, with 2016 and Corona and everything, like, I think that uh, people have just become so much more aware of, like, what's going on politically. And there are plenty of other things that have been getting people's attention, Um, but like, I think that because of that attention that's being placed on it by this gener, by specifically Gen Z, I think it's, I think there's some stuff to be optimistic about, but I mean, again, who knows? Because I, because like baby boomers might've been super rat. Well, correct me on the generational gaps. If you know, if you know off the top of your head, I don't know if you do, uh, baby boomers, uh, older baby boomers during Vietnam. Where are we going with this? I, I was trying to get to, like, the idea of, like, we had many people in, like, we currently we have so many people in, like, Gen Z who are super optimistic about the future and, like, trying to change things and whatever, whatever. 
and they're so much more politically active. And I don't really know that we've seen that that level of political activity with millennials off the top of my head. I just oh, I don't see. know if we have. Uh, and even with baby boomers, I'm not entirely sure unless you unless I guess older baby boomers were around during Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But I'm not entirely sure if they're I, I could be off as far as like whether or not they were baby boomers or if they were whatever generation came before the baby boomers. I don't know if that's like the greatest generation or the lost generation or whatever. Or actually, you know what's funny? I just completely skipped over Gen X, but we'll it's it's fine because baby boomers. I guess they don't matter. We're still they don't, Vietnam. Like that's just, correct. They don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And so like, it it's 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 a weird topic, and it's very it's very broad. We didn't really have anything specific coming into this, but like I just think it's like. It's very interesting just being in the middle, but then just seeing, like, seeing those differences, but then seeing, like, both the positives of one versus the positives of the other. Or, like, rather just seeing, like, how... I don't know, because they're, they are very different. I think they are very different um, in a lot of ways. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I guess just the, the question to end off on mm-hmm. um, is just that do Zillennials exist, even though we've been talking in the perspective of Zillennials? Do you think we're just um, a group that needs catering to because we're like, we, we deserve a right to speak? Or do you think we, we actually just belong to Gen Z? Like, what do you think? I personally think that Zillennials do exist. Um, but I do think that, I think that Zillennials kind of benefit from having the perspective of both. But at the same time, like, I mean, technically speaking, I guess we are really... Uh, we're probably more in line with Gen Z than millennials, I guess. But I mean, with that being said, I mean there are probably plenty of other, plenty of like hard millennials who probably relate more with Gen Z people. There are probably plenty of Gen Z people who relate who relate hardcore more with more with millennials or whatever. Like I feel like those divides because ultimately the generational gaps like are. You could argue that the, that the whole generational thing is fictional because we just kind of give names to people who have various experiences that kind of relate to one another. Generations are just a social construct. Low key. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like, I, I do think that that we as Zillennials do benefit from kind of having the perspective of being kind of part of both, kind of not. Um, Being able to be, like, aware of the things that happened before, but then also, like, see the things that are happening now and kind of compare and contrast and things like that. I think that we do kind of benefit from that, I guess, whatever, yeah. And uh, with millennials, I mean, I think that many millennials are are kind of the people who are now coming into kind of having that level of, like, I don't want to say, like, political power, but, like, you know what I mean, that I was talking about prior, where, like, you see people like AOC, for example, or you see... um, uh, well, no, Greta, Greta, Greta Thunberg is a is a Gen Z, but you see, like, you see AOC in the way that many uh, Gen Z people are like really rallying behind her, and and even Bernie, who is hard boomer, right? He's a baby boomer, right? I don't know, he's old. Man. He's really old, <laughs> but yeah, you see, like, the way that people are rallying behind rallying behind them, and you can see that that they probably they probably ideologically speaking probably have more to relate to with Gen Z than they do. Uh like their own generations you know so i don't know i i think that like i think that at the end of the day like we may be gen z but at the same time like i think that we kind of just sit in the middle i don't know 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely have to agree with you. I think Gen Z, uh, Zillennials, the subgroup of Zillennials, mm-hmm. <laughs> is a thing. Uh, our experiences definitely, I mean, could you probably argue about this between any cusp generation? Probably. Yeah. But Zillennials are the only ones that matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> considering the vast amount of things we've experienced between the years of uh 1990 some late 1990s versus early 2000s i think that yeah really had a huge impact especially because of all the technological advances and all the shit that went down during those very formative years of ours (laughs) true um and those impacts have uh made lasting impressions and now we move forward with them yeah exactly and like I don't know because I because I'm still kind of in the camp of feeling like 2000 was or not 2000 but like the 2000s were really not not even that long ago. But I it's mean, been but it's been 20 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's in the grand scheme of things it wasn't that long ago because when you, I mean it's just our life. I mean true, ago. but like yeah, I don't know because I just think about like the 2000s and I'm like oh yeah, I remember I remember when I uh, moved into my current Back in house. The day. <laughs> I remember when we moved into our current house. Oh, it's been fifteen years, oh, and that's when I—that's when I feel old. <laughs> and, you're, and you're turning twenty-five. Ooh. <laughs> that was disgusting. Happy birthday. That was disgusting. I feel—I feel harassed. I feel abused. You should feel attacked. That is a direct attack. Your twenties are going to be in the midway point of them, and you're going to have your midlife crisis five years from now. Oh no, just watch. I'm going to have a quarter life crisis. <laughs> you don't even get. Oh my gosh. But uh yeah, I mean this this has been a very rambly episode, a very like just kind of uh I guess I don't know. It's just been very like non-structured, but I think that like that's really the only way you can really have a conversation about this topic because like as much as you structure at the end of the day, it's it's very it's a very tough thing to kind of like talk about and define and like because it really just goes into like what your own personal experiences are versus like an objective experience does that make sense oh yeah for sure i mean especially because just the amount of things that we just between the two of us could have experienced not alone like we can't speak for the whole generation like i'm sure there might have been some people who grew up in the same years as us and maybe never experienced having to deal with a payphone or never had Mm -hmm. to like had a, a a VHS tape, which would be so sad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You'd be like, "How did you born? Oh yeah, how did you born? What? <laughs> how? How have you? You know what? Uh, how, okay, I give up. I, I mean, give up. How, how could you have been born? There you go. That's what I wanted to say. In the year 1998, and never have experienced a VHS tape. That would have been so sad. A VHS t- tape? You mean? That's what. It, yep. You know what? <laughs> I, give up. <laughs> I think what i want to say to end this all off is that uh yeah if you you guys want to hear other things about zillennials in our experiences maybe leave a comment uh somewhere i don't know <laughs> wherever you find us yeah <laughs> facebook def- page instagram uh we have all of our social medias listed somewhere uh but yeah I know we could have talked about a myriad of things like influencers and like how they're a big thing in the Gen Z mm. scope. And oh my God, the, the Hype House television show? The Hype no, House Netflix show? Back. Hi, so this has been... <laughs> <laughs>
well, yeah, I was, uh, but all I, all I have to say is that, yeah, definitely, um, comment, engage, uh, we'll be adding, like, a, uh, a little comment box on Spotify, but, of course, like, you can always reach out to us through our various social medias, um, you can follow us on, our email, oh, yeah, our email, that's right, you can email us, uh, at thebdpod at gmail.com, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, at the BDE pod. Um, and also you can find our YouTube channel where we also upload our episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Until, until next time, this has been Brandon and Daryl. And we'll talk to you guys next time. And we promise we won't, we won't take like two months to, to record. <laughs> yeah. There's no vacation time between now and the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it going. All right. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.